0: hi and hello this is the bobby horror picture show with bobby on and me sleeves bobby how's it going hey everybody thanks for coming back uh so every week we are sitting down with different members of the bug cult and the slurp fam and we're talking to them and getting to know them a little bit better this week we are talking to none other than shake and bakey hello shake
1: hey sleeves hey bobby how's it going
0: Going good. Thank you for coming
2: coming on the show for us.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. First, uh, first podcast guest appearance I think I've ever made.
2: That's a get. Excellent. We got a get.
0: Yeah, exclusive. Exclusive. Well, Shake, tell us a little bit about how you found the Bugman Colt and the uh, Jack A.M. Slurp Fam.
1: Yeah, of course. So um, this is probably about like a year and a half ago, maybe two years at this point. Uh, I think it was another podcast had mentioned the Doughboys podcast. And I was like, it seemed interesting, so I figured I'd give it a listen. I uh, At that point, you know, they had, you know, a few years worth of episodes, so I just kind of skimmed around. And uh, I can't remember exactly how I chanced upon, like, the bug main Tony Roma's episode, probably just because, you know, I've, uh, you know, I was born in Southern California, and since they're kind of based out there, there's a lot of places out there that they've been to that I've been to so I just listened to it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, and I know a lot of people get turned off by Bug Mane, but I was like, on, just dying, hilarious, loved it. So I was like, I need to figure out more of this dude. Uh, so from then on, I was just like completely enamored with Bug Mane and like every everything he's been on. Um, but uh, that's kind of how the Bug the bug obsession started. I'd say the Slurp Fam Jack Am obsession started, uh, I think it was like last November. Uh, so not quite a year, like nine months or so. And uh, I think Jack had just been on another time for the El, El Torito episode of Doughboys. Mm-hmm. And he had, I had heard of Jack Ann, but I was like, I never really watched Twitch at all. So I never had checked it out. So I was like, okay, I'll, I guess I'll check it out. And I would just watch it while I was at work. And it was fucking hilarious. It's <laughs> like one of the first episodes, they were talking about like the ceiling hummus and everyone's calling it cum. And I was like, Oh, okay. This I was like, all right, I'm into this show. <laughs> uh, and from there, I just kind of like inserted myself into the community. And it's been great.
2: Yeah. Cause you're able to, like you're saying, insert yourself in the community. And then it's like a, a daily thing. If you're really, uh, joining in with us and now you're twit, you're Twitch streaming yourself after not really even being into it. Huh?
0: Well, your life has kind of seemingly changed a lot since joining the, the cult and the slurp fam. Right. I mean,
1: oh, unbelievably. So yeah, like, uh, it's has been wild. Like yeah, I, I didn't know anything about Twitch, and now I'm regularly streaming on Twitch. It's been a, it's been a life-changing experience.
0: Well, tell us about your time at BugCon, because <laughs> I know something very uh, special happened to you while you were there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I was super super wanting to get into BugCon, uh, like, and I immediately, like, was super interested in going, even though people were saying. If it's real or not, <laughs> I, I was I was a believer. I believed it. I was like, I know it's real. I gotta go. They they unleashed uh, that uh, you know info video where it was like the little Apple um, event sort of yeah. mimicking thing, and uh, I bought a ticket immediately. I was like, I gotta go. Um, on was amazing. Sorry to everybody who couldn't make it out because it really really was great. And yeah, it was you know life changing. They had that Sunday service on the second day. Uh, and like almost every panel, I wanted to like sit front and center, <laughs> like I had a front row seat. I was like, I'd love this. Like, I gotta watch more of this. And so, you know, during that Sunday service, of course, uh, you know, our um, cult leader Maine, was baptizing all the Buglings, uh, or the Buglings who were brave enough to get baptized. And uh, I front and center, first person. I was like, let's do it. And uh,
2: the first baptism.
1: The first bat, the official first, first baptism into the uh, cult of Bug Main, I guess. So yeah, that was. I mean, only from there it's just become, you know, Bazzizio affiliated and Twitch streamer. It's been probably an exact result of that moment. Yeah, I mean, once you join the cult,
0: a lot of good things happened, huh?
1: Unbelievably, yeah. Like, your luck totally changed. Like, shout out to Rain Energy Drink, too. I never even drank energy drinks <laughs> until Rain yeah, Energy you're, Drink. you're
2: baptized with some rain by Bug Mane, and then everything starts coming together.
1: Yeah, and I think that's kind of what Rain was intending all along for its use, you know? Like, I think they, they kind of saw this coming.
0: Do you do you remember what flavor it
1: was you were baptized in? See, I you know, I, I think I might have just been too swept up in the moment. I'm not sure. sure. Understandable, Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I was just I was just curious. That it seems like that that's the one everybody really needs to like maybe preserve a can, you know? Right. Yeah, like open
1: Exactly. It could be like it's like the holy water. Like you shouldn't drink that one. That one should be reserved for like special occasions. Exactly. Well, shake outside
0: of the bug main cult and um The Slurp fam and the the Doughboys universe, like you mentioned, Um, I know you're into video games, and uh, we're going to talk about a movie that you said is one of your favorites, the (laughs) Super Mario Brothers movie.
1: Yeah, like a huge Nintendo fan for damn near my entire life, Uh, so video games have been sort of a constant, and uh, I was excited for this one just because not only is it like pretty much the only Nintendo movie uh it's like fucking wild it's it's an insane like drug trip for a game that's already kind of wild uh so, so I was yeah I'm super excited to talk about this one movie cuz I've seen it almost maybe double digits at this point it's it's been too many times <laughs> uh double digits
0: so at least 10
1: at least 10 yeah I I'd have to say cuz it's <laughs> yeah right um what's weird uh, too about my history of this movie is for a while there uh growing up i wasn't sure this movie really happened um (laughs) because (laughs) speaking of it's like drug trip nature i think the first time i saw this movie was like on one of the kids stations like either disney or nickelodeon or something um but i felt like i had dreamt it because it did like (laughs) it feels like a fever dream of like a movie you might have seen where like was yoshi really like a real dinosaur and like there was like some fucked up dystopian hellscape, like desert planet, Mad Max. It was like unbelievable. And then like, I I can't remember what possessed me to look it up. And then I found out it actually did happen. I was like, damn, I have seen this movie. And then from there, I just kept watching it.
2: Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. It's, It's like a fever dream of all the actors you saw in the last five movies over a week and normal people in your life just thrown together to fight Mad Max villains and dinosaurs all near like
0: plumber's pipes, pretty much.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that, pipes, have, yeah um yeah sorry uh yeah there's pipes are uh, very important i mean Mario's a plumber and he knows a thing or two for sure about pipes in this movie he is uh an expert plumber
1: yeah that's like his main thing is like he can even though he's in like a total parallel dimension like he understands the way pipes work <laughs> like even yeah. when they're set up it's wild and yeah he's
0: still he carries his tool belt with him the entire time i mean he needs those tools because he uh, he can do anything as long as he's plumbing. <laughs> he can get anything done,
1: right? And he know he knows a thing or two about piping women apparently because he's like horny as fuck in this movie sometimes. <laughs>
2: yeah, the ladies love him. The ladies love Mario, and Luigi is uh, you know a very identifiable character, kind of connect with him because he's young and horny. And then Mario's kind of the older brother showing him the ways of how you you treat these ladies. Like he's gonna blow it with a. Uh, with our main star, and then Mario kind of ends up getting her in the van for Luigi.
1: <laughs> Consensually, yeah. though. Getting her yeah, in the van, that's a little.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that kind of leads to the whole, uh, I guess, situation in the movie is um, Mario helping Luigi get horny, and talking to that, that girl Daisy, and that leads them into this alternate dimension Uh D- Which, to set it up, at the start, you were
2: telling us before, Shake. Um, somebody's doing the narration at the start that's for explaining the dinosaur age and then the Big Bang creating basically these split simulations or dimensions.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's a Dan Castellaneta, the voice of Homer Simpson, is the narrator that opens up the movie basically saying, like, uh, you know, what if the dinosaurs didn't die? What if the meteor that killed the dinosaurs on Earth instead split off into two dimensions and the dinosaurs kept evolving in a parallel dimension.
0: Right. And that's where they find that Daisy girl, and she kind of gets them involved into switching into those dimensions.
1: Yeah, she's like the catalyst, basically. Like, Luigi gets a little too horny and wants to, you know, hook up with Daisy, and little did he know, like, what turned out to be just a normal double date ends up them in a... uh, a, a weird, mu- I don't know I, it's called like Dinosaur Land because like speaking of the Nintendo con- connection this came out like right around Super Mario World which doesn't technically take place in the Mushroom Kingdom it takes place in a place called Dinosaur Land so it's like, you know, Mushroom Kingdom Dinosaur Land hybrid thing, I guess Mhm. Okay Well there is like the mushrooms or the
0: fungus that's all over the town it doesn't it does not not
1: look like mushrooms or fungus <laughs> to me <laughs> yeah like there's sometimes like in the fungus like he'll pick out pick out like a little toadstool looking thing that looks like a mushroom and he's like look look mario like they want us to uh take these bombs and like it's leading us the way like he, he's like such a believer and mario's like shut the fuck up luigi let's keep <laughs> going yeah
2: yeah because once they're in this next dimension they uh they instantly kind of find out that they're in Brooklyn, but it seems like Mad Max world smashed in with dinosaurs on the street that are, you know, vending food for other people. And people have uh, Air Jordans that are boosters that can shoot them <laughs> up a couple flights of stairs whenever they want. And they're just a bit out of place trying to find Daisy. And uh,
0: nannas are robbing people.
2: And they have Dude, yes. yeah, nanas are robbing people. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that that old lady was uh, amazing too, because like she's she's immediately like, uh, "Do you guys have weapons?" And when they're like, "What? No," she just pulls out like a cattle prod and starts like fucking electrocuting them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the the best thing is when she gets thrown into traffic, like she doesn't miss a beat. She just like cattle prods the driver and creates like a massive collision.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a strong Nana.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's like a fucking tough woman. Like it, I guess everybody in this world is just like. You know, like, people are trying to steal dino with egg babies. Like, nobody – it's seriously lawless as all hell.
0: Yeah, it is. And then and then the all-police bulletin goes out for two plumbers. <laughs> plumbers one. <laughs>
1: yeah, no description, just two plumbers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and then – okay, so then the, that alert goes out, and they get arrested. And one of my favorite parts is when they're at the jail getting booked – and, uh, they take out those cameras to take their mug shots, and, uh, these three red dots just start going around, and they align in the center of their foreheads, <laughs> and then it's just, like, stuff for the flash and stuff on the camera, but,
2: uh... They're screaming because
0: they think they're about to be Yeah, they the think shot. they're about to get murdered. Yeah, and then, uh, so their mug shots are pretty, I thought were pretty funny because of that expression. That was, it was, uh... It was good. Yeah. I I want a camera like that I mean (laughs) Laser
1: sight Yeah and another (laughs) funny thing about them getting book Booking too which is funny that it's Like become canon now Is like they're like you know name please And he says Mario last name Mario And his brother's Luigi Mario Because they're the Mario brothers and everybody's like, dude, it's so fucking stupid. But, how many
2: Mario's uh, between you two, yeah. Yeah,
1: and I think I could be wrong here, but, like, Miyamoto, the creator of Mario, I think he's said that that's kind of canon. Like, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. It seems so stupid. But th- even the creator of Mario is like, no, that's true. Yeah, he's Mario Mario.
2: Yeah, I like that part. It's a funny little joke. But then it's just like how the whole movie is. They can make the sort of Mario Mario gimmick, and then they're in jail where it's like a actual cages and they're just kept in you know four by fours with everybody stacked on top of each other because this is koopa world basically koopa's like the trump of uh their simulation or their universe it seems (laughs) everything's hell
1: it is yeah it's too many parallels like his posters look very trumpian maybe just because dennis hopper kind of has that look to him but yeah you're right like they're putting them in cages because they're they are immigrants to that world, right? Like, they are not native to there. So immediately they get thrown in cages, and you're like, Jesus, This, you know, this movie kind of speaks a lot to 2019's uh, current climate.
2: Exactly, exactly. And and Dennis Hopper, with uh, he's playing Koopa, and his hair is faded in sections, and it, it just looks terrible, and he's the monster of the movie. He has his own evolution machine to where he's able to kind of de-evolutionize or progress somebody forward to make them either you know not a problem anymore or work for them
1: yeah and and like that it's it's a it's an interesting gimmick but it's also like why why doesn't he just like like you know make everybody advanced in his army right like he did his two cousins but it begs the question like if you have this technology that makes everyone super smart uh i guess maybe he'd feel threatened by that but why wouldn't he do it on himself you know (laughs) there's so many questions that opens up
2: yeah, he could have hit the advanced one for himself. Sleeves before we were recording this uh I know when we were watching you had some thoughts on uh some interesting ways to maybe use this evolution machine.
0: Well sure. I think uh I think what I would do is I would De-evolutionize, uh, just strictly my ball sack.
2: So you're gonna, because if somebody hasn't seen this, the, the people get lifted into it and basically their head shot pretty much. So you're gonna just get your balls in right, to get struck they, by the yeah, laser. De-evolutionize your laser. Okay, right. I'm with you.
0: They de-evolutionize, like, their brains because their bodies stayed seemingly big and buff. So I'm assuming that this will strictly do just my testicles. Mm-hmm. And I want them to de-evolutionize. I think that would make them, like, bigger and stronger. And then I'm going to also, I want to. But the
2: thinking on that is if they're de-evolutionized, your balls are bigger and stronger because you got Uh gorilla balls? Well, I guess. Is that that your thinking?
0: I uh, I think, you know, I'm assuming humans didn't always have to wear pants. I'm assuming testicles were more exposed and endured more. Um, so they are probably like bigger, stronger, thicker, probably a lot more leathery. Oh, definitely leathery. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I would like a set of testicles like that. And then I think I'd, uh, I'm assuming the penises, the further they uh, evolve, they're going to be much like phones become more small and compact and more efficient.
2: Oh, so you want a future dick on top of the gorilla balls? Yeah, because I think that
0: would make my dick, yeah, more efficient and smaller but then I have these, like, huge, strong balls. Hmm. And How does this
1: play into your pube theory about uh, pubes making... Yeah, are you going to put betters? the pubes in the machine? This would probably
0: give me pubes. Extra pubes, I'd assume. Thick, thick, tough, coarse yeah. pubes, probably, after yeah, all
2: this. Pubes. Covering the leather, yes. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, yes. I got Interesting theory, yeah. So I, I, th- I think that actually kind of holds some weight to it, because I think... You know, I'm not somebody who fucking studied this, but I think I did hear that, like, <laughs> I didn't study balls in college, my bad. But I'm pretty sure that they were, and I think they, like, you know, evolution shrunk them because it, it just, like, you know, more tactical advantage, not swinging around as much, so yeah. I mean, you get those pre-Caveman balls, maybe.
0: It holds up. I think it makes sense, and I, I'm a proponent of big balls and a little dick. So, that's, that's the, the look so that, that would you're... Be, yeah. Gotcha. And I think ideally, if you had big balls and a little dick, that would be the best combination of the two.
2: Yeah, I mean, Koopa doesn't have any of his soldiers do exactly what you're saying, and in the end, he doesn't win. So, I no. mean, he might have Ooh. gone the wrong path right. worrying about people's brains. Well, That's true. Because he's doing whatever he can to just try and get back the crystal. It's like a meteorite right, or something, right, Shake, that's, that's going to let him merge the two galaxies together that he thought Daisy has, but instead it's the Mario Bros lose it to uh, a woman that just like kind of takes it from him on the street, right?
1: Yeah, it's like a piece of the meteor that split the worlds. And I guess if they uh, put them all together and I mean, it's not very clear, but apparently Daisy's like the only one who can do that, but they don't really explain why she's the only one who can other than I guess she's a princess. But yeah, that's his plan of merging the reality. So he because like their world is like fucked up. It's literally just complete like Mad Max desert. Like there's no nothing to it. So he's like, you know, us, um, us privileged primates over here in our normal world have all the resources, and that's what he's kind of after.
2: Yeah, because the rest of the world's a a desert, and then this, like, primordial ooze that we'll later find out is, like, the princess's father, kind of, that's helping out the Mario brothers as they're going around. But once they bust out of jail, they get to steal one of the sweet, kind of, Mad Max cop cars. And actually, these cop cars in this are some all-timers. They're some of the coolest-looking things in any movie, actually. They're really rough and tough looking
1: yeah they look like um if like you brought a slot car to life really like it's got like the electrical wiring of all that stuff but yeah right mm-hmm. yeah they, they have like uh, almost like bulldozer fronts that yeah. look, like kind of like knock over cars. They yeah just they just say, say police, police. <laughs> yeah and
2: then they're running on the kind of track system that i guess that ties into just a video game in a way that now we know this is all like go-karts going around the city
1: yeah i was i was actually reading because um there's actually kind of a Interesting, cool reason for that, because apparently um, the writer, you know, I'm forgetting their name. There was a, it was a two, two writers, and um, they brought someone on to do rewrites as well, because this tr- production was so troubled. But um, the, th- the thinking was, like, because this is a world that, uh, you know, the dinosaurs evolved from, there's no fossil fuels. So they, they value dino bones and stuff like that. So there's no gas, like there's no oil that can be made. So they, they prioritize electricity. Okay. That makes sense. That holds up. Right. I was it makes some of the most sense this movie makes like it, it's it's something that the the writer literally had to tell like it's not in the movie. You had to like look that up. Like that's not in the movie.
2: Yeah, and you were saying some things about the writer before. What was uh somebody else had written? What was it Sleeves?
0: One of the writers worked on Bill and Ted and um something else. They worked on Bill and Ted, and they were uh, Men in Black. And Black. Yeah, yep. and uh, now you see me. Yeah, oh, the, now
1: you see me. Yeah, that one.
0: <laughs> everybody's <laughs> yeah, favorite. Everybody's. Favorite I'm assuming vehicle. now you see me too.
1: <laughs> yeah, T O O, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, the 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 two main writers, like, their names I have them now: Parker Bennett and Terry like Runte, I think is how it's pronounced. Um, Ed Solomon's the guy that we're talking. He wrote Bill yeah. and Ted both wanted to. He's doing Bill and Ted I three think, as well. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. Glad yeah. he didn't
2: miss that check.
1: He apparently came in for rewrites like the last couple weeks because they were like, this movie's fucked up. We need somebody... The, the Bill and Ted movie? <laughs> yeah, no, we, yeah, no, we need the Bill and Ted guy to come in here and fix this shit because it's very inane. I yeah. mean, it was very...
0: You know, you mentioned it. Um, the FOSS fuels this is very scientifically accurate, this film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I they, mean, we discussed <laughs> how the testicles would, you know... Hold up in an
2: evolutionizer machine, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and then, and then the cars—it all makes sense. Very it's a smart it's, movie.
1: It's pro evolution too. I mean, it's not like you know, like it's kind of weird because Daisy in the beginning gets found as an egg by nuns, so I guess that's the only religious connection. Yeah, but this movie from an is egg. like, yeah, born from an egg. That's another thing about her, <laughs> <laughs> just but, like Jesus. G- uh, yeah, that's why the nuns were so um, taken <laughs> aback. They, they knew it was like some divine intervention because uh, Jesus did come from a big egg.
2: Yeah, yeah. I love
1: Easter. Well, <gasps> wow, that's a good, I didn't even think of that, the Easter connection, wow.
0: Well, and then ba- the baby Jesus egg in the manger at Christmas.
1: Oh, oh yeah, you the see the big nativity scene. The baby scenes?
2: Jesus egg in the manger. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe we should uh, we should get like a Super Mario Brothers nativity scene going on with the uh, <laughs> the two plumbers Mario's and Daisy Joseph. And a, bunch of, <laughs> yeah. a bunch of fungus everywhere.
0: Yeah. Well. Okay. If Daisy's Daisy's dad was the captured king, right? Because King Koopa, uh, the reptilian god, had
1: de-evolutionized him to like mushrooms. Right. Yeah. Like, I guess that's his. That was his. Uh, so
0: how how is she being born in an egg? Shouldn't she be like being born like under
1: a log or something? Yeah. I mean, you're probably putting more thought into that question than the screenwriters did. Cause uh, yeah, I I have no idea. Like like I think I mentioned before, like the de-evolution thing is a cool idea, but they uh, the rules of it are very all over the place, and that's a big example of why or how. Yeah,
2: because at a certain point he's just using it to beef up his goons' brains and then they're still dumb once they're going to chase them to where the Mario brothers then just like snatch up those two guys to help them. They uh, they go down what is it? The Koopa Desert Tunnel and the car stops working and then the father which is like a, he's like a fungus booger. It's like they get snotted out of the tunnel and he catches the car for yeah. him to save the
0: day.
1: They even call him a booger, I think. Yeah, Luigi does. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, the tunnel, he's like, he's like, uh, Mario's like, we, you know, we, you know, my driving saved us, Luigi. And he's like, no, it's that, <laughs> the tunnel sneezes out and the big booger caught us. And Mario's like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah,
2: they, he has true faith in the booger.
1: He trusts the fungus. I mean, they say it a couple times, and then we got to trust the fungus, everybody.
0: You got to.
2: And then and then it's uh, something that I definitely want to bring up. Once we get to see a little bit more of, I'm going to say, the inside of the castle that Koopa has. And he has Daisy. And we're finding out that her mom was there. And then we're getting to see a classic character with Yoshi. But Yoshi's kind of different than we expect him, right, Shake?
1: Yeah, he, Yoshi basically just looks like a little tiny T-Rex. Like, not quite a, like, Velociraptor. I think his head's a little bigger and he's a little shorter, but... Yeah, and, and, like, I guess they were going for cute because, you know, Yoshi's the cute little dinosaur that people like. But, like, Daisy's first reaction is to, like, recoil in terror. Like, like eventually she's like, oh, he's nice. Like, you know, he's, he's here to help, you know. But, like, he's never looking that cute. He just looks like a fucking dinosaur.
0: He looks like a mean, scary little dinosaur. He's not. He's not very cute at all.
2: He's not green, so that doesn't help his case for being cute.
1: No, not at all. Yeah, he's like a light tan or he's like just, you know, any. you look at Jurassic Park and it's like those tans and browns. That's all he is.
0: He's too realistic looking to to be cute. I don't think, personally, I don't think dinosaurs uh, had that much, like, cute appeal. And uh, Yoshi definitely did not portray it well. I mean, I feel like he's more of a, a, a dog personality. <laughs> and... uh he's just a scary little dog. I mean. And at one point, you do get to see the classic,
2: like, everybody knows Yoshi's tongue yes. from the video game. And then when he unleashes his, it's a little bit scarier and wraps around <laughs> a girl's ankle and pulls her in. And it's more like watching an alien scene or something.
1: Right. I was going to say, the xenomorph tongue coming out. Like, it, yeah. it should, they sh- if they wanted to, they should have just put a little fucking face on that, too. A little Yoshi face <laughs> on the tongue.
2: Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, because, uh, again, like, Yoshi, I guess, has a deer himself because he bites Koopa's, like, wife, I guess. Like, it's never really clear. Uh, she's getting cucked by Lena. Koopa
2: the whole movie, kind of. His, I guess it's his wife.
1: Yeah, like, if her name's Lena, which is no. I mean, most of these characters' names are, like, at least pretty in tune with, you know, the Mario universe. You know, Mario, Luigi, Daisy, Koopa. But, yeah, Lena. I've never heard of uh, a Lena in any of the Mario games, and she's, uh, presumably his wife and as you said yes she gets cucked through the whole movie because koopa's obsession is daisy (laughs) and she's super jealous and like i
2: mean he brings in a younger woman and he's obsessed with her she thinks
1: yeah yeah because of the meteorite theory i guess but like like her facial expressions like make her seem horny for it like she's kind of into it like she's 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 liking the neglect i feel like it's kind of turning her on maybe it's weird
2: Well, there is kind of the side that in this world where, you know, the dinosaurs kind of kept going, everybody's got that animal horniness because even uh, Koopa's coming on to Daisy in a way that's a little creepy and not quite human.
1: Oh, you're talking the tongue?
2: Yeah, I'm talking the tongue. (laughs) He he unfurls that tongue even though he looks like uh, Donald Trump in a long tie suit.
1: I'd have to feel like... uh, I'm sure Trump's probably pulled that move. Not with the forked lizard tongue, but uh, (laughs) he's probably pulled that move on a few women.
2: Something like that. Because they're all just... uh, They're lizard people, essentially.
1: Yeah, like, um, they all have... They're all eating... Like, there's, like, scenes where they show, you know, the 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 town and like people who are like in poverty and stuff They have like a the new york hot dog vendor but he's not selling he's like selling little lizards on a stick that have been like charred (laughs) but they put it in a normal hot dog bun so like yeah uh, like it begs the question like they know a lot about our world but it's like how
2: well it's it might be because this is all truer than we think maybe and it's some sort of foresight they're talking about the split in our simulations it seems
0: well, I mean, we are talking about reptilian overlords and stuff, stuff like that. I think, uh, I think if I think if there are reptilian overlords, we would see we'd see more of that. We'd see more hot dog lizard bonds bonds.
1: <laughs> maybe uh, maybe it's like a they live situation where we don't have the right glasses. You got to put something on, and if you go in New York, that's what you're seeing.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. Gets it's a little bit Men in Blackish even, which we were talking about before with one of the writers. It's like you finally start to see who's underneath the skin or what they're eating.
1: Right, yeah, like like uh, aliens in disguise. Like even uh, even the Mario's are, brothers are called aliens when they're on the run. They're like alien plumbers. So yeah. there's, <laughs> there's a little touch to that too of bringing some of that Men in Black before that movie uh, even came out.
2: Yeah, and part of when they're on the run, um, they have to get that crystal back—the rock that they pretty much spend most of the movie searching for—and a woman that took it from them at the start. They've tracked her down to like the discotheque, kind of, but they're they're in there doing like some horny kind of lizard dances that look like a mash of thriller and I don't know, like Jurassic Park raptor moves.
1: Yeah, all to the tune of that classic club uh, song, you know, Walk the Dinosaur that everybody loves so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little on the nose, but very funny that the, the club is, like, turning up to that song.
0: <laughs> well, and then Mario gets a little uh, a little bit handsy with the lady that he's dancing with.
2: Mario tells Luigi that uh, no woman can resist the Mario charm, and so even though she's, like, stolen stuff from them earlier, he goes over and attempts to woo her pretty much.
1: Yeah, he's, like, subtly trying to get the, you know, meteorite crystal from her neck, and uh, the best way possible is to, you know, like, it's smart to dance with her, but also dip her and put your face right in her chest.
0: Yeah, he kind of motorboats her almost. Is that your favorite scene in the movie, Shaky?
1: I think it might be because I've like you know we, we don't get a lot like in the Mario games like the most Mario's looking to get is a kiss from Princess Peach right like he saves her at the end maybe she'll like bake him a cake and kiss yeah, him yeah get some cake yeah that's about it like you got to think Mario's a sexual man uh, yeah. I mean I can't make too many assumptions here but like it's nice to see him kind of unleash that inner beast of his in a in a in a respectful manner she she seemed like she she didn't. She you is know, not
2: turned off by it. She keeps dancing after he basically, like, just kisses her chest to try and get this rock.
1: Right, and she eventually does help them out. Like, she's, I guess, like, maybe Mario, like, we talk about tongue action for Koopa. Maybe Mario slipped a little bit in there, and it kind of,
0: kind of showed <laughs> her
1: who he really is and turned her onto his side. Well, the way he tried, the way he
0: tried to pick up that rock with his mouth in between her breast, i'm assuming if if he didn't touch her at all with tongue maybe some slobber got out for sure
1: definitely i I, like again (laughs) this is the horny mario movie man like (laughs) it is the
2: horny mario movie
1: the catalyst of everything was luigi wanting to get with daisy uh like bowser's like got this weird as we said like love triangle thing going on where he wants daisy uh he's also like This isn't like a huge character thing, but he's like a germaphobe like he's always like they almost abandon that halfway through the movie, but he's like super like afraid of germs. Another
2: weird tie in their leader is a a creepo that's a germaphobe,
1: right? Like it's 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 startling like this movie is about, you know, 26 years old now. But uh, it's, it, it spoke to a lot of today's tendencies and political climate. It's, it's kind of unbelievable, really. And simulation really does hold true.
2: Yeah, truly ahead of its time. You're talking about he takes, like, a mud bath and talks about how he likes those.
1: Yeah, like, uh, he has a weird line. Again, this is, like, one of the horny moments with his uh, wife, Lena, it, where he's just like, oh, the thing I love about mud is it's <laughs> clean and dirty at the same time. And then she's, like, gives him this look, like... It, like oh, oh oh my god i almost even forgot too there's a moment where she even like goes up to him and is like i can't remember the exact wording but she's basically like wanting to fuck him and he uh, he basically goes like not now i'm busy <laughs> it's like I, I wish i had r- wrote down exactly what she wanted but it really was like that moment of like you know no i'm too busy to fuck you right now and it's like wow bowser is horny mario's hor- luigi's everyone's horny
2: Yeah, she comes at him pretty much the whole movie and gets shot down, and eventually she starts working against him and has the rock and all that. But before that, Mario actually does lay it on thick enough to get the rock. He kisses that woman. The woman wants to kiss him before, like, helping them escape too, actually. He's that good to where he ends up getting a
0: little something.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, as I mentioned before, like, Mario's usually out to get a kiss, so, you know, he gets it there. (laughs) He gets
0: it there. Oh, and Mario's even got a girlfriend the whole time, who's <laughs> accidentally got kidnapped, and uh, he has plans to take her to something. I can't remember what. They uh, had, uh, they had like, tickets for
2: WrestleMania. <laughs> yes, WrestleMania. Okay, now talk about some yeah. simulation
0: tie-ins. Yeah. <laughs> He's just
2: thinking she's going to be pissed he didn't show up for WrestleMania, and instead she's trapped in this world with him. We're talking about it. Mario goes hard the whole movie. The movie would have been done in ten minutes if he knew his girlfriend was actually there. He'd have just handled business because all that backed-up cum just kicks in, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you know, um, he doesn't have the lizard brain, but you say lizard, br- you can say lizard brain kicking in prehistoric instincts, like... Uh, I'm here to get to WrestleMania and then not afterwards. (laughs) Yeah. gotta get
2: this done and get to WrestleMania? Unbelievable.
1: Yeah. It's uh, another thing too. Like uh, I forgot to bring up too. like in the beginning, which was so odd. Like there's so many like weird little odd things about this movie is um, one of the, one of the things that kind of brings them to Daisy too is like they get a call about a cafe's dishwasher is fucked up. So like they're going to go fix it. uh, And then they get there and like another plumber beat them to it. Like, does that happen in the fucking plumbing (laughs) industry where you're like
2: (laughs) that that tough Brooklyn plumber plumber business where, yeah, it's cutthroat?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I'd have to imagine, like, did the cafe just call a bunch of plumbers and were like, anybody (laughs) who gets here first, you get the job. And it's like some fast and furious Tokyo drift shit to get there.
2: I'm actually – I'm glad you brought that up because their, their truck breaks down outside after that, right? And that's, like, where he's making phone calls and does run into Daisy the first time, right?
1: Yeah, like, yeah, he, he's trying to make a call, I think, to uh, get, get the repair or something on his truck. And he sees Daisy, and he basically is like, no, you, you can use the phone. Like, that's his, you know, uh, uh, chivalry moment.
2: Yeah, and then afterwards, the moment that struck me is that his, like, kind of big line to get her into him is that we have a van – and then she doesn't know what the <laughs> hell he's talking about.
1: Hey, if it works for our, our buddy Van Robeshaw, I mean, the vans might be like the the smooth ladies pickup truck or pickup vehicle.
0: Yep, yep. Do you want to you want to talk about that uh, new perk maybe real quick? I mean, that sounds like a good you mentioned van. Uh, have you heard about the 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 brilliant minds at Busizio have come up with the idea for a uh, van to pick people up from the airport for BugCon 2020? I love it.
1: Yeah, it's a it's just,
2: yeah, I'm sure it's going to sell out fast.
1: Yeah, five slots, right? Like in there, so. he's willing to pick you up from like any like L.A. area airport. It's not just Burbank <laughs> and uh, LAX. like he's branching out to a few more. Yeah, it's
2: very welcoming to the true fans that, you know, need to get there.
1: I'm I'm interested. I flew in la- I flew in this year for BugCon, so I mean, I needed a ride. Then uh, it seems like a pretty <laughs> pretty good fix for next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean,
0: uh, you know, live like Mitch during Mitch Live Pickup. You know, uh, except it's you getting picked up from the airport for BugCon.
1: That's great. I mean, uh, maybe we can float the idea, like you said, live with Mitch. Um, Maybe, like, that'll be a thing where um, after they get everybody picked up, they go pick up Mitch without telling him. Yeah, <laughs> I, did
2: see, I did see a possible uh, extra add-on earlier today. I think uh, Jeff Gibson, fan of the show, somebody who's been on. We love the guy. I think he pitched that uh, Max Mayer could carry you from yes. the airport, and that's a real <laughs> deal. I hope they charge more than 100 so, for that one because Max is going to be putting in some work. That's so physical.
0: They, they pick you up and put you into the van. No, oh. he, he's gonna. Is that what you're saying? He's
2: going to carry you to where you need to go, I think, is what was going on. I don't think he is taking you to the van. I think yeah, I, uh, I think this is a whole other oh,
0: thing. Oh, okay,
1: okay. I yeah, thought this it was might an be... on to the
0: pickup Mi- altogether.
1: That would be insane. I, if I mean, I if think, they
2: don't, they should, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking it's like he'll stand outside of uh, the Burbank Marriott and pick you into the convention, maybe that yeah, could work yeah, yeah I, a little I think less i did taxing.
2: see something about like officer and a gentleman so i think he's gonna carry you real cute you know like a baby kind
1: of you might even get some hand on ass situation going on <laughs> AP, yeah <laughs> uh, that's that that would definitely be more expensive than the van perk i think that's that's primo stuff
2: yeah yeah but uh, we're getting distracted. We almost we're almost to the end. Something that finally happened after like the discotheque and the Brothers breakaway is they get their uniforms finally, which was a big thing kind of. They're building towards you know a possible like 10 movie franchise with this film. And we finally get to see the Mario Bros and their red and green.
1: Right, and it has, like, really no tactical advantage. Like, there's really no reason they put that on, right? They're already wearing clothes, like...
0: Yeah, I guess it really yeah, isn't an I upgrade. I guess it was, like, some sort of disguise, they said, but...
1: Once they put
2: those on, they were very sneaky. They're able to hide behind people and in elevators and around corners that was just kind of amazing. Now, maybe it's because they had white pants on and all their get-up.
0: I don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe. And, you know, the Mario game's known for sneaking and just being very slow, so it's definitely <laughs> on theme.
0: Well, I noticed that when he's about to, like, jump into that portal, he, Mario's very hesitant, which is, like, you can't be hesitant when you're playing Mario. You have to quickly run to the other side. Right, when and it's all about jumping, right? Yeah. So, I mean, Mar- that's that's the exact opposite of what Mario's supposed to do. He's lucky he didn't die.
2: Yeah, he hadn't bought in yet, but he does start kicking some ass uh, later on in the movie because he's got to pretty much save luigi and the girl and we get to see like the bomb get used
1: Ooh, speaking of the bomb did you guys catch at the very very end before it exploded it's wearing rebox i wearing, thought what? so yep. i could that's not awesome. tell yeah i
0: thought it said rebox on the bottom of that
1: for no reason other than just a little tiny product placement okay. that's amazing Good i job. thought so <laughs> and uh also I guess Reebok is in this uh lizard world, so maybe investigate the head of Reebok if they're some kind of lizard person. I don't know. You
0: know what? Yep, yeah, write that
2: down, I'll Write that down. Yeah. That's the <laughs> first note we've ever had to make during a show for something to do after the show now. Oh, it's important.
1: Wow, yeah, I gotta research Reebok a little more. Yeah. And uh speaking of just like little tiny details like that, did you also catch the porn movie that was playing um in the in like one of the theaters that they cut to really quick? I don't I, I mean I did that, that
2: if it slipped past both of us, it's impressive. What is it?
1: It's called, so it's, I was a teenage mammal, and it says XXX. X, X. Oh, okay. okay. So, so I guess, like, I guess like monkeys or, like, mammals, like because they always bring up the primate aspect, are, like, a fetish in this world?
0: You know, I mean, I've been noticing it recently. I mean, bestiality is back in. It's back, uh, you're saying, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's been a few years. It wasn't popular for a while. And I guess, you know, we, like we're saying, there's so many similarities in this movie. I guess they just, you know, predicted that bestiality was going to hold up.
1: It's it's just been kind of laying dormant in everyone's subconscious since this movie came out. Like, again, fever dream. They don't know if it's real. Figure out it is and start, you know, fucking lizards and monkeys, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think the new film that they're going to make with the Illumination is going to be as bold and uh, have such a high story like this one did.
1: Right. It's, it's I don't know. I I can't speak too much on bestiality. I'm not somebody who partakes. So. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I was talking about the bomb a second ago. I like that because it's like every, as soon as he pulls out this little bomb that, you know, as big as just whatever a gumball it seems everybody within like the mile notices and is freaking the hell out just because they know it's coming and then it ends up just ending up on the street and not heading towards koopa like we want
1: right yeah it takes like a little detour and it has a little trust the fungus moment where it kind of guides it i guess but um maybe a little unsatisfying like fine because it's It's supposed to be, like like you said, everyone's freaking the hell out about this bomb. Like, this is supposed to be, like, a nuke almost. People are freaking. But, like, the explosion does eventually explode underneath him, but it's not that big. Yeah, it just kind of
2: wipes out the one guy. It's not colossal.
1: Kind of a weird overreaction. Um, (laughs) Kind of a bad, like, bad maybe business for Reebok if that's what they're bringing to the table.
0: I, I don't know, I thought it was good for Reebok I mean, those shoes had to have had a, One hell of a grip to climb yeah, the walls like Yeah, walls did. and the That's true.
1: That's a good angle, I didn't think about that But yeah, um, and we do get Like, a little bit of that de-evolution Going on with Bowser At the end, we do get to see Like, Dino Bowser
0: Yeah, yeah, cause he said he's like, He said he evolved from, like, T-Rex And then he gets thrown into the The, uh I guess, like, a bucket of shit and it starts <laughs> turning him back.
1: Yeah, the Mario, the Mario Brothers, like turn the gun, and just uh, well, even well, actually, a little ahead of this, I forgot about that. Another kind of simulationy moment too, where um, you know we talked about his wife being scorned and taking the meteor. And so while that's happening, she's like trying to put the meteor in there, and it's like starting to merge the worlds. And mm-hmm. for a brief second, Dennis Hopper, Bowser, and uh, Mario are brought to the, our world. And, like, the Twin Towers turn into the Koopa Towers.
2: Yeah, the the Twin Towers start disappearing because of uh, the break in the simulation. And, you know, it just really kind of is true to what our life is really here.
0: It's a regular 9-11. I liked that uh,
2: when they get there... They they get into our world, and then Dennis Hopper turns, like, a police officer or something into a monkey in front of a huge crowd. And nobody's scared. They all just start laughing that there's a monkey there now. (laughs) Like, nobody's fucking afraid of this gun that can do it. It's just, oh, hey, there he
1: is. Yeah, and they don't intervene. They're, and then like Bowser turns to Mario, and he's just like, "Now it's your turn." And like again, everybody's just like cackling. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, and then
2: they they break the they break the bridge so that the simulations don't merge, and like half of the World Trade Center is left there. And then they're back in Koopa World.
1: Wild, yeah, it's 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 insane that the those like obviously those are you know big iconic buildings at the time, but it's, it's interesting choice that those are the towers that they chose for like Koopa's headquarters.
2: It is. It's very interesting. It's very buggy.
1: It is. Yeah, you're right. It is. Like so much is very buggy. The Trump connection. The like a big catalyst event making a simulation. Like it's it's right in line. Like this is a maybe some kind of um, secret bugling production before uh, you know the cult <laughs> even started.
2: Prediction. There was one thing I forgot that uh, I'd written down. I liked whenever uh, Mario's busting out. Like he finds his girlfriend and whatever five six more girls that are being held in the castle and then they get to go like ride a mattress down a tunnel (laughs) and do sort of the water park part or whatever a a level game. yeah they
0: froze the pipes
2: yeah because mario knows his pipes he gives pipes and he just yeah takes these girls away and they're kicking it with them basically
1: yeah, he's like cruising with his uh with his uh chicas down the uh, <laughs> <laughs> down the frozen pipe, which again, incredible foresight on his pipe, because like when they get into Koopa Tower, they're like, we'll freeze him out, which really doesn't do anything. Like, it's not like the Koopas are like shivering or like shit. It's cold. We can't function. Like, so yeah, you'll... we were talking about this because aren't reptiles cold blooded? Don't they need it to be warm? Right, and they don't really bring that up. <laughs> like, I think one of the I think one of the female captives says like. You know, it's freezing in here. Aren't reptiles cold blooded? He's like, yeah, well, we're not or something. And that's like the only thing that they bring up about that.
2: Yeah. Sleeves have brought it up. And I won't lie. I kind of brushed to the side because we'd already spent 15 minutes talking about potential gorilla balls evolution. And I was like, and you're worried about if the fucking reptiles are warm or not in the city. But I guess theoretically, even they said everything else is desert outside. So I guess most of the world's really warm there. We'll give them that.
1: Right, yeah, it, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's just, like, there's no narrative function to it. It's not like, you know, they're trying to escape, and the Goombas are like, shit, we can't run because we're cold.
0: Yeah, it doesn't slow them down at all. All It, it just helps them slide down that... Uh,
1: they do a little cool running scene with a mattress down a frozen pipe. It's fun, yeah. I mean, like, the music is kind of weird. Like, I remember the music being kind of weird and lame in that. And speaking of the music, I just wanted to bring up, to. The composer for this movie is, like, it's Alan Silvestri who's done, like, Back to the Future and all, like, a bunch of the Marvel... He's basically worked with Robert Zemeckis his whole life, so he did, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, another Bob Hoskins movie. Like, there is some pretty big names in this movie.
2: Yeah, it seems like it was supposed to be a huge smash with everybody that they did get in. I mean, the lead, you know, Leguizamo's young... But uh, the other one was in Roger Rabbit, and, you know, it seemed like it could have worked coming out in
1: 93. <clears throat> yeah, he, he – um, I have a quote from him, too, because it's very funny. Because he says this is the worst thing he's ever done, uh, Bob Hoskins. <laughs> because he didn't want – he, like, initially didn't want to do it because he, um, he he wasn't, like, as you said, Roger Rabbit. And he was also in Hook, and he's like, I don't want to get, like, only be a kiddie kind of actor, like, only in kids' movies. Uh, so here's, here's, like, an interview he did with The Guardian in, like, 2007 – was like a, it's a, the worst thing I ever did. Super Mario Brothers. It was a fucking nightmare. The whole experience was a nightmare. It had a husband and wife team directing whose arrogance had been mistaken for talent. After so many weeks, their own agent told them to get off the set. Fucking nightmare. Fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. That's great. Yeah, it's great. Like him and Dennis Hopper seemed like they were the two, uh, just for reading interviews, who were like the one. Like Leg was kind of nice about it, I think, because he was you know a young guy at the time. But uh, everybody else, like, experience on that movie was like, yeah, that movie was a fucking nightmare. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, they said it. To, the ending was set up for more. I mean, they save the day and then like go back to Brooklyn and. Well, the only thing that happens in between is that Daisy stays and she's like yeah. actually from that world.
2: That's why she's born in the egg in our world. She stays behind. I don't, does does uh, Luigi get the kiss? before i think he might get a kiss and then they go back home basically
0: yeah they go back to brooklyn and then then daisy shows up again like uh guns drawn but are bursting in through the front door saying we need your help but but they've never done another movie
1: yeah it was a definite box office flop so i mean they definitely wanted to set it up and like the last line of the movie is also kind of like lame like uh luigi's like Like, you believe or something? And, like, the last line of the movie is Mario, like, oh, yeah, I believe. Like, what? Like, that's the last line?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I also remember, like, okay, the the ending, she, like, comes to their house. I remember in the beginning when they show their house, there's, like, three plungers hanging on the wall. Yes. I mean, standard uh, plumber decor, (laughs) three dirty plungers on your wall.
1: Right, like all this, like usually people in like those industries, you know, they like to put their tools on the wall, <laughs> yeah. especially ones that usually deal with shit. You know, right? Yeah, It's plumbers
0: specifically. Specifically, they're plungers.
1: And did you see like uh, even before we had the little post credit, like post credit teasers have come into fashion? Did you guys see the like uh, the little credit at the end there? Did you see that scene? I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know. It was um, uh, so basically what what it is is like it's two Japanese like game development people who show up to a house and they're like, we'd like to make a video game based on your adventures. And you think, oh, it's like, oh, like... It's going to be Mario and Luigi, right? And they turn, it's the two henchmen, Spike and Iggy or whatever their names are. And they're like, they're basically like, yeah, so what should we name it? Huh? And they they settle on the Super Koopa cousins. And that's the, that's the funny line. That's the ending. <laughs> I Super missed. Koop- I don't no, know. Yeah, that. we didn't see that. <laughs> it's funny because um, that's such a big thing in, um, you know, the Marvel movies. And I think I'd mentioned briefly to you guys before we recorded that, there, like there's connection to the Marvel Cinematic Universe in this movie on a couple things. Like Alan Silvestri does like the Avengers music and the Captain mm-hmm. America movies. But also um, I could be saying his last name wrong. It's like Louis, Louis or Despacito, it's like Despacito or something. It's like Despacito basically. Mm-hmm. But he's been the producer on every single Marvel Cinematic movie. And he and, was the first assistant director on this movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Unbelievable.
2: That's crazy, yeah. If, if, if it had been a different time, we could have been looking at 20 Super Mario Bros. movies, maybe.
1: Right, like with the Mario... MCU, keep the initials. The Mario Cinematic Universe. We could have had like a Yoshi <laughs> yeah. standalone movie. Daisy would get her origin story or something. There's a lot you could do here. True,
2: true. I like that. Uh, is there anything else with the movie sleeves? I'm trying to think if
0: there's any another scene we forgot that was good. I don't know. That ending, that's, that ending for me is saying, uh, you know... Uh, we need more. That, right.
2: They're going to come out with this new one, I guess. That'll probably blow up. It's going to be like Mario, Toy Story, or something,
0: though. Yeah, it's yeah. Illumin
1: yeah Illumination, the Minion people. So it's going to be like a you know very cartoony animated movie. Interesting. Oh, one thing, I guess, I, I like. I pulled up my notes and everything like that. Uh, we talk, you know, you know the the prequels are a huge thing for Bug culture and everything like that. Mm-hmm. There is a moment where I think it's either Mario or Luigi Walder, I think they're getting away from the cops. In a very, this is pod racing, like, inflection, they say, this is, this is driving. Like, <laughs> almost in that exact tone of voice. And, it, like, immediately that's all I thought of was fucking episode one. <laughs>
0: yeah, something, something happened in it that made me say, it's
1: working. <laughs> exactly. I can't remember what it
0: was, but.
1: It could fit in totally with that yeah, movie.
2: I definitely felt that. I too. think, yeah, I think it's a good one for anybody in the Bug Cult to really uh, check out again.
1: Yeah, there's, like we said, there's, there's too many parallel. Even if you're not in the Bug Cult, even though if you're listening to this, you absolutely probably are. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> most likely, yeah. But um, again, the parallels to today's you know culture with Trump and the cages and everything, like it's a, it's a little too on the nose.
2: Yeah, it's wild, Shake. I, before uh, before we let you go or anything, I just wanted to ask. Uh, things are getting pretty big time over there at the Gaming Channel. There's a, a Shake and Bakey Estates, and what's going on over there?
1: Yeah, so it, sort of inspired by Bazzizio Heights, you know, the uh, real estate plot of land that's going on over on Bazzizio
2: Gaming. And if anybody's not aware, Bazzizio Heights got opened up and now I, I think it's just rampant with crime and there's a prison on, uh, there's a lot of things going on over there, so yours is a little bit uh, safer, maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we did have to touch up security because there was a little run-in with the Bazzizio Bandito, who's kind of been the uh, the kind of main driving force behind the crime, or the, at least the burglaries maybe going on at Bazzizio mm-hmm. Heights, but, yeah, Shake a Big Estates, it's, you know, I've got a currency on my channel called Bakey Bucks that you can earn, and purchase plots of land um you know shout out to uh, kate is hot alphabet pizza hey van himself has purchased a a plot of land over on shake and bake estates so uh, alphas v2k so we've still got you know about eight plots left um so there's still plenty i put some guard dogs in as well to make sure that the property is very safe Um. it's always (laughs)
2: smart to invest in real estate i'm sure that's why van got in there
1: Van smart man, yeah. He he came in and bought a plot of land. You know, diversification is very huge with Bazzio in terms of, you know, the the they, pro shares. Have they
2: dropped a IPO of you?
1: They have, and it did sell out very quickly. But okay, there are. Okay, I missed
2: that one. I'm glad it sold out. I figured it would.
1: Yep, yeah, just like the champ shares, those two, and even the you know Myth, MythX esports ones went pretty quick. Like the like it doesn't really almost matter who's dropping. Like you got to get in quickly. People are.
2: It's an emerging market.
1: Right, people are sucking them up real quick. <laughs> People are sucking me up, is what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Slurp fam there we go. Yeah, Uh, always.
0: All right, well, shake. How how do people find you? How do they find you on Twitch? How do they find you on Twitter? How what what are they gonna see you as in 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 the chat?
1: Oh yeah, so um, shake and bakey right there. I keep it simple across pretty much every platform. Just shake capital N and then bake with a Y at the end there. Uh, on Twitch, on um, on Twitter, those are probably the easiest ones. If you want to tune in on Twitch, I usually announce on Twitter when I'm going live. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if you have if you want to check out, if you're a Slurp fan member, haven't checked it out yet, uh, hit me up there or hit me on a follow. You can, you know, I've definitely been more active on Twitter ever since, you know, joining the Bug Cult and the Slurp fam, so it's actually more of a destination now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you have to stay in touch with everybody and can't miss too many days or it gets too wild.
1: You miss Bazzizio Heights. You miss like today. Uh, the Bazzizio Pro Gambling Channel opened up, so there's yeah, a casino definitely. now.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and then, then of course, you can always uh, get the new sleeves uh, dot arrive shirts for uh, for when Van picks me up from the airport. It's a new product <laughs> just yesterday that dropped. I think right the t-shirt. Yeah, it's very slim, similar to the Mitch live shirt. Similar, not except it's sleeves dot arrive. Gotcha, gotcha. So. Well, Shake, thank you so much
2: for coming on. It was fun. It was a, a great movie. You actually kind of, you know, gave us something that I think the whole bug cult would enjoy.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm trying. You know, I wanted to pick a little bit of an age-appropriate movie for Sleeves as well. I know <laughs> you guys did in Glorious Bastards, maybe a little too gory. This is a nice yeah, swing. he had a hard
2: time. He was covering his eyes a lot.
1: I get it. It's 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 Tarantino. It's violent. So this is a <laughs> great one. And thanks for having me on, guys. It was a lot of fun. I love talking about this crazy-ass movie.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks. We'll talk to you later.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. You too.